Lipson Rosen here, and today I am talking with Sarah Harvey. Sarah is beyond her years in wisdom and a real trailblazer when it comes to the connection between chronic illnesses and them being psychosomatic. She takes it on a, she spins it in a whole different way that leaves you feeling empowered and inspired to take control of your health and not feel that you are at the whim of doctors and x-rays and MRIs and the like. So for those of you who don't really know what psychosomatic means, let me just give you the definition. Psychosomatic is when a physical illness, flare-up, or other condition is caused by a mental factor such as internal conflict or stress. People with psychosomatic illnesses present with symptoms that are real, absolutely real. You get a rash, you've got really bad back pain, something in your neck's not right, you're getting migraines, okay? But they have no medical explanation. That's it. Enjoy the conversation and be inspired. Sarah. Hey, love. Hey. Sorry. No, it's okay. I was, I, I was like, well, while I'm here and I'm by myself, I'll just start to talk about the definition of psychosomatic. And um, yeah, I thought I would just, you know, kill some time. But you're here, so now I don't have to do that. <laughs> you can do that. Awesome. Yes, psychosomatic. Okay, well, first yeah. of all, it doesn't mean that it's not real. Right. It doesn't mean that it's not real. That, that's yes. just the first holy, like, let's agree. So, psychosomatic. Yeah. So, stomach ache, migraine, blood pressure stuff, uh, heart palpitations, a rash all over your arm, um, pain, right? All of it, all the symptoms. My understanding, and this is how I healed all the chronic illnesses and my clients too, and other healers I'm meeting here around now in my life, is that they're all psychosomatic, all of them. It's not that the IBS is psychosomatic, but the cancer is in, or that the, uh, no, no, because, yeah, that's like made up, and then this one's real because it was on a scan. No, they're all psychosomatic, all of them. And if we can come to this understanding that they're all psychosomatic and they're all real, Psychosomatic doesn't mean that it's made up, doesn't mean that it's in your mind, that something is in your mind, that that means it's, it's not real. No, we create our reality. When we think things in our minds, we are that powerful that we construct and organize, orchestrate our entire reality. Not only symptoms are psychosomatic, debt is psychosomatic. Continuing to attract narcissistic partners all the time is psychosomatic. Like everything, it's, this is not only about symptoms physical okay, so, health symptoms so hold up a sec so i just want to go back to something you said because i find that i find this part interesting so for example you know someone who has cancer and it shows on a scan the tumors are there they see it on a c on a ct scan or an mri or whatever um that is also that is another form of psychosomatic just as much as something like a migraine or a pain in the back that doesn't show up on a on a cat scan or on an mri you know, some things show up, some things don't show up. So what you're saying and what, what, you're, what I'm hearing you say is that it doesn't matter if it shows up on the scan or it doesn't, it's all coming from this psychosomatic process. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yes. It will sh it, we, you could have two different people and mm -hmm. they're psychosomatically expressing symptoms. And for one of them, it leads them down a path because based on their core beliefs and needs, and we can talk about that in a bit, they require certain kinds of validation. And so their path leads them to get a scan or to get something where there's proof of their hurt, right? And it's not even really about what shows up on the scan. Um, some kind of arthritis and something in the blood or a tumor or all these things or spinal things, you know, uh, herniated discs, all these things show up in scans. 
So that kind of person is orchestrating their life where they need the thing that they can hold and say, see, look, it's real. It's on a scan. And maybe that validates something for them like, no, a mind can't heal. It's on a scan. Like it's proof. It's fused. It's this, it's that. It's growing. It's spreading. And that is, we'll talk about what that means psychosomatically later. But then the other kind of person, which was me, is going to orchestrate and manifest symptoms that are invisible because maybe we believe, this is subconscious, this is, takes inner work to unravel, that I'm invisible. No one sees me. So mm -hmm. I'm not going to manifest a symptom that is seen on a scan. I'm going to manifest a symptom that is completely disregarded, ignored, devalued. There's no funding. No one cares. Doctors say I'm hysterical, this, that, this, mm -hmm. that. And then what happens is I go down a whole long path of like, no, I'm going to find what's wrong. Something must be wrong with me because of my need that something is wrong with me. So I'm going down and finding things, and now it's Lyme, and now it's POTS, and now it's asthma, and now it's fibromyalgia, now it's chronic fatigue syndrome, and now it's this, 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 a whole bunch of symptoms. And then when people say, oh, that's psychosomatic, or that's this, or that's actually healable, I can say, no, you don't understand, it's invisible, and it's incurable, and they told me. And then they'll be like, where's the proof? And I'll be like, okay, I'll show you the proof. Again, this is subconsciously. Flaring, more symptoms you know, um, good days and bad days, going grocery shopping and needing two weeks to recover. All of that is my, was my way of having a scan that says, look, see, here's okay. the proof, okay. flaring and more symptoms. Yeah. So, so let me just go back in time a little bit. So when did you first start getting these um, chronic flares like when did you first start uh, manifesting these symptoms when you were younger mm. yeah i would say i was about 16 when the pain started um in my hip region and at that time you know i was not the woman i am now right i was not conscious woke or into any of these things and in fact i was anti anything spiritual i was a complete atheist and so i was like okay, there's some pain in my, in my butt, in my glutes. So I went to the doctor and all of that. And that began the process of what's wrong with me. Um, environmentally, I'd left home when I was 15. I'd left difficult circumstances and I was branded a uh, broken home when I entered college when I was 16. And I was homeless for a little while. Of course, I didn't think any of that mattered the doctor certainly didn't think any of that mattered not one person uh made any kind of correlation symptoms and of course now psychosomatically i know what the hips mean the hips are like all the emotions all the things but i didn't know at the time anyway so there i am um being told that it's just you know you work a lot i had financial stress i had a lot of stress but it was just one of those keep going keep just just keep going. Like, uh, I never stopped. Um, I would go to college about 9am till four in the afternoon and then run to my job. I was a waitress for a while and then work like 4.15 to after midnight and do that uh, six days a week or so. And, um, but I was relatively happy. I was had my friends and a boyfriend and, but the pain was just like, oh, okay, now it's like my back and now it's like a headache and now it's fibro. Like, well, I didn't know then brain fog and I'm not recuperating the next day. I'm still exhausted. Like what's happening. And I had to 
push the doctors and and get uh, what's it called referral right to a specialist and all of that. Now in hindsight, I'm just like want to shake me and be like, don't even bother. Labels, diagnosis mean shit. They mean nothing. A diagnosis does not cause anything. If I, every time I see like fibromyalgia causes chronic pain, no, it doesn't. It's a diagnosis. It's a name. A name doesn't cause anything. Anyway, so I went down that path and I got diagnosed and diagnosed and diagnosed and diagnosed and all different things. So what were some of the things that you got diagnosed with? I'm just turning off my heat. Hold on. It's too hot in here. Yeah, I've got the air con 16 because it's taking my and I, I, need my, I, need my full, I need my full ears. Okay, so what did you get? <laughs> <laughs> I, need to, I, need, I need to be like fully aware. Right, let me take a sip. Okay, take a sip. Mm. I'm taking a sip. This is hardcore. I love it. <laughs> okay, diagnosis. Oh, man. I mean, I forget even because they're so meaningless. You don't have to like, tell them all to me, obviously. It's just, you know, whatever comes to your head. I mean, we can run the through ones. the body because, like, symptom-wise, because some diagnosis people will be like, what's that? I've never heard of that. So it's like yeah. from head to toe. So I'll just kind of start. So, like, um, okay. okay, well, eczema, chronic migraines, TMJ, which is like a jaw thing. I know. Um, I had eye infection, ear infection, throat infection probably once every two months. Um, all over body pain, uh, sli- starting to get scoliosis, but I've, um, I've healed that. Kyphosis, um, so fibromyalgia is all the pain, chronic fatigue syndrome, POTS is all the fainting and the heart palpitations, stuff like that. Asthma. Um, allergies. I'm not allergic to anything anymore. I had a lot of allergies. What did you have? Um, what were you allergic to? What were some of the things you were allergic to? Gluten, dairy. No, uh, gluten, different kinds of food things, and also cats and dogs and animal hamsters and things like that. And which seems like not a big deal. We can just avoid it. But like, I don't want to live a life where I avoid animals, and now I don't have to because I'm not allergic to them anymore. Um, and other kinds of things that would blow up. I had a lot of like, I mean, sometimes I didn't know what it was. Sometimes mm-hmm. I just like, I woke up and I was blown up like this. Really? And it could have been medication to be fair. Cause they sure. They gave you a lot of medication. They gave me a lot of medication. What else was there? The, so carpal tunnel. So everything in all of the joints, although I never got diagnosed with arthritis, but it was, yeah, no, you got, you got cut each joint. Has its exactly. own, you know, frozen shoulder, tennis yeah. elbow, carpal tunnel. Like, no, because I see a lot of that as a massage therapist. I see a lot of people with carpal tunnel and arthritis and frozen shoulder and back pain. And there's a lot of carpal tunnel, which people attribute to, you know, everybody works at a desk now. Everybody's at a computer all day. And so there's a lot of that going on. But what's the deal with that? Like you were diagnosed with carpal tunnel. Did you sit at a computer all day? <laughs> so what what's the carpal tunnel link is there like what, what yeah 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 so for so for the body the body mind um wrists and hands are associated with giving and receiving um so that's how we uh, how i like to begin if i am like looking at a symptom and what's the wisdom in that symptom and i have to ask myself i ask my client when you have this symptom like what happens what can you no longer do or what what is the effect of it and it might be the effect is, is one of my clients, she can't open jars when the carpal tunnel flares or mm. other kinds of things. So she has to ask someone to help her. Mm. And that was it. Like She would never ask for help. She was like, I'll do everything myself kind of person until her body said, it's time to open your heart. It's time because the arms, wrists, is all connected to the heart space, the heart chakra, this area of the body. And it's not flowing, right? Crying mm. and flowing through the body, it's not flowing. Yeah. And so it's like getting cut off and then it's getting weak. And then she's gonna, then she has to ask for help. So that's just, but that's not 
carpal tunnel means you have to ask for help. No, it's an individual person based on so many things in their life and their lessons that they learn, their programming and how they orchestrate their life. And if there is a weaker part of the body, maybe the symptom will show up there because it's easier for the body. Like the body just wants to show a symptom and help you. And so Mm. the body will be like, okay, like maybe you had an injury when you were younger. So for you, it flares in the knee. But it still might be a similar psychosomatic response to the person in the wrist, for example. Yeah, right. Yeah. But joints generally, and just one more point on joints, joints are rigidifying. Just look where you're being rigid in your life, rigid with your perception, rigid with your way of thinking. Um, so sure that you're, you've got to be right and you're like controlling everything and you're not leaning back into flow and like, mm. right? The joints... Yeah. Like, they need to be supple. Are you supple or are you regimented? Okay, so what about, okay, here's the other side of it too. So for example, I had a car accident in 2010. I was hit by a car on my bicycle. I I flipped, I I hit the pavement, I bounced, I broke my scaphoid bone, (laughs) ended up becoming a massage therapist. There's the irony of that. Um, It led me to a healing path, which made me become a massage therapist. But anyway, one side of my body was so stiff and I had so many adhesions on the whole right side of my body because of the impact of falling off my bicycle. And so, you know, here's me playing the devil's advocate, for example. I didn't have a chronic illness or anything like that. I had was hit by a car. I fell. I hit the pavement. I had, a, um, what's the word, uh, tissue restriction or connective tissue restriction that I ended up going and getting help in Florida by this brilliant, um, ther- these brilliant therapists that did fascial release work. And I still have pain in my neck up in here, like right up in there. It gets caught all the time. I think it's around C1, C2. I still feel like I'm shortened on this side. I still feel like my hip is hiked up and my leg, I have a functional shorter leg. So I know I spoke to my, um, when I was doing a Reiki attunements and I was doing this thing, I, the woman that I was speaking with, um, you know, I asked her, well, what is that about? Because that's not something like I'm getting recurrent ear infections or I'm getting, I have fibromyalgia or I'm having recurrent migraines. This is like from an accident. What would you say to, to someone like me that says, no, it's real. Like I literally fell, I got hit by a car and this is real. W- what would you say to me? For example. Love it. Love it. Thank yeah. you for sharing your story as well. Yeah. No, so I-, I would say that, um, it's, a, it's absolutely real and we, create our reality and this is a hard truth this is the hard truth so on some level there was a need within you i'm telling you straight because you know no, i know i want you to tell me straight tell yeah. me straight yeah i um, i believe it so it's a need good. within you an unconscious need within you uh pulled in an accident um i've done it too uh, maybe i'll share later um, so we pull in the very circumstances the very experiences for an accident to happen because i don't believe in coincidences i don't believe in luck i don't believe you just happened to be riding your bicycle and you just happened that happened to happen and it was all random and there was no divine plan no um ultimately you are so powerful this is the thing people think i'm saying we're so unpowerful we're so weak we're so like um we're so dumb and stupid to like do that to ourselves. no it's not dumb and stupid it's so intelligent the intelligence at play within your cells, yeah. knowing there was a need within you that needed an accident, you had the accident so that you could get certain needs met. What are those needs? Well, they could be all manners of things. Mostly it can be, see me, like, hi, help. It can be, I need to rest. I need to stop. Um, I'm going down some path in my life. Boom, accident. 
and it's like stop maybe you were just about to take a job just about to get married just about to do something and that's the moments where these life-changing things happen and we can play the victim like poor me this accident happened and, and sometimes it's awful and sometimes the results of an accident are terrible i think joe dispenser was in an accident he was completely paralyzed and he healed so we can feel that victim state and that's totally valid. Feel it, embody it. Like, oh my God, this happened to me. When I had second degree burns all over my pelvis, I played the victim for sure. But then we move out of that into, on some level, I created the circumstances for this to happen. Now, we're co-creators. So the driver of that car also had a need within him. Maybe he felt he was so, like he deserved, he was just a bad person. We don't know what he was thinking, but the two of you co-constructed that yeah, accident. That accident. accident. And the funny, and the irony of it all is I had to put on a play two days later. I was producing and starring in a play that I put so much energy and work into that I had to get on stage and do two days later on crutches. And then I was planning to move to LA to be a big actress, you know, that following year. And so, and I was going into a really intensive acting class right after the play. So with the teacher that I was really excited about, but I, also there was a part of me that was just running on empty and I was spinning my wheels and I was at a post just, I was 30. And I was just like, I was anxious about like, oh no, I'm getting too old. I'm not gonna be able to be an actress anymore. I better, I better really like work really, really hard and get there and be perfect and, and, and do and be it. And it was like my, it was like my world was just like, stop. You're going yes down a bad path you're gonna burn out you're going crazy this is not good for you you need to go a different path which led me down the healing path but yeah i i completely feel what you're saying yeah so, that's that's the that's the turning point of i'm yeah. a victim this happened to me and this is something i created to guide me to lead me whether you believe in god or universe outside of yourself led you but also you are that, right? I am that, we are that. So then that divinity is within us. So you led yourself it through that. God or source or whatever you like to call it also led yourself through that. Mm -hmm. And then the empowerment in that and the, the wisdom, the intuition, and then you start realizing you're an empath, you're a highly sensitive person, you mm -hmm. are an intuit. You step out of this like hamstery matrix world of victimhood and powerlessness and limit, limitedness mm -hmm. and like, like, not good enoughness and like i need to be a better actress and i need to do this and it was just like it just it was a healing moment for you yeah it just it came at such a price and it took me years to get out of that victim state because there were years after that accident where i couldn't go to the bathroom i was severely constipated i went to everybody i had candida oh, what's candida i don't even know i tested positive <laughs> for candida i tested you know like i had fungus I, I like it was just it was this path and then there was okay so here's sort of the next phase okay so when you're having a flare or when you're having something go wrong with your body so for yeah. me it was I was having problems with my bowels and it was I thought it was bad enough when I had my chronic eye uh, flare-ups in my 20s from a surgery I had when I was 20 which is a whole other chapter of my life but to just keep it concise and to the point of the car accident you know for years I struggled after that hit that trauma I had irritable like I had a horrible I couldn't go to the bathroom and I tried I was trying to figure it out I was trying to I was going to everybody under the sun and their brother to try to figure out and sister you know what is wrong with me can somebody help me and I was I felt so powerless I felt so, like such a victim I was yeah. so depressed I was so anxious and you know don't eat dairy 
don't eat gluten, stay away from caffeine, stay away from this, don't do that, do this, drink more mm. water, have your fruit. Mm. And, you know, you get into a, and then you can sort of get into a spiral of trying to fix it and yeah. trying to treat the problem. And then you're not living your life. And I know you really stress and you've seen a lot of your posts lately talking about how, you know, stop, stop literally like living as a sick person and you have to at some right. point move on and live your life. So tell me a little bit about that. So yes. like, for example, me in that spiral or someone yeah, else. I think it's a necessary process. I think unless you're already very like at the point of being so awake and conscious and seeing how it's all connected and then you develop a symptom or an accident or something like that, unless you're already there. I think this is part of the process. You recreate your entire life to, and it enables the chronic illness or the symptoms to keep uh, manifesting or flaring. So that means that you, yeah, you make these changes, you, you walk less, you have a walking stick, you make all these changes in your life because you're so powerful, you can do that. This is proof that you can change your life because you went from healthy to sick. So that's the oh, proof. Right. So you can that's go like, back. <laughs> right. So then you're, um, you start putting all these limitations on yourself. I can't do that because of the illness. I can't meet my friend because of the symptom. And then you start to think ahead, like, do I want to go to that party on Friday? I'll probably have a migraine, so I probably can't. And then you'll probably manifest the migraine as well. Now the <laughs> symptoms become tools for us to self-express. Now, instead of having a boundary that's saying, there's so many things. I'm just going to pick one example. I have boundaries. Instead of having a clear, healthy boundary because you are confident and you, you speak up for yourself and you can, you know, unapologetically say, hey, that doesn't work for me. I, I can't do that or I don't want to do that. You'll just manifest a symptom instead. So some things for me would be bloating or blow out. I looked very, very heavily pregnant when I when there was something going on in my life that was not working and my body was like, this isn't working. And um, I had a lot of difficulty with self-expression and, and saying how I really felt and like claiming what I wanted. Um, which is so bizarre because I also just like flew abroad and moved abroad and quit jobs and like so I was like I was like on one hand very free yeah. and on the other hand very scared scared to take scared. up space that yes. is a relevant one because the symptoms often take up space bloating mm -hmm. picks up space mm -hmm. but I it was too afraid to take up space and when you are bloated and other symptoms that people can see that's interesting because now like what I spoke about before you're starting to display your pain and wounds now on the outside yeah. and people can see and then maybe people make comments and now notice how you feel about those comments is shame there is blame there are you so embarrassed and you're looking at you don't feel sexy anymore and all of that's going to be connected and again and then it's still enabling um the chronic symptoms because maybe you still feel that something's wrong with you you still feel unworthy you still feel un unlovable then maybe you draw in a partner and i did and wonderful loving partner but unfortunately his love enabled me to continue being sick because he did everything for me and he massaged me every day and it was wonderful and I'm sending a lot of love to him we're no longer together but for three years and the boyfriend before that was also three years for six years I was um, being cared for because of my need to be cared for to make up for care I didn't receive as a child um, I was looking for that on some level, right? So we consciously yeah. create our reality. So it consciously picked out, or subconsciously picked out the kind of partner who would care for me and say, you don't have to do that because you're sick. Well, look, if everything in your life is because I'm sick, 
then I get, or because I'm sick, then I don't get, then you that you need the sickness now. So what happened at the beginning that you, you seeked it out, you had some needs met that you needed to get through the symptoms. Now you actually are attached to it. Yeah. Attached to the diagnosis. Now you're a chronic pain warrior. Now you're a fiber advocate. Now you're an autoimmune, whatever, um, spoonie, sister or something. And you attach mm-hmm. yourself to the diagnosis name. And it seems to come up all the time. You're always like, no, 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 I have, I actually have an autoimmune disease. And it, it becomes something that you're, you're sort of not proud of, but something I was, I think I was like, it was my little medal. It was my right. like, I'm a, I'm a chronic pain warrior, right? Like, it helped me. I had a need to feel good about something. Provided and I, that yeah, and what I find interesting is when I was in school and I was studying, when I was in school for massage and we were studying all the different autoimmune disorders or anything chronic, a lot of, you know, whatever, whether it was lupus or it was arthritis or it was fibromyalgia or you name it. What I found very interesting was that so many of these diseases were usually um women who suffered from yeah. them usually women not not so much men men had a few here and there that were specific to men and boys but most of these autoimmune um our bodies literally attacking our, our, ourselves was female was mostly females and what do you mm-hmm. think i mean is that and i i don't think that's a coincidence i think that that there's a connection there between you yeah know, sociologically ex- psycholo- psychologically ourselves. yeah yeah okay well there's a few things yeah. first thing is we've got to stop saying our body's doing something wrong to us and our body doesn't work our body doesn't function and our body's not working properly sometimes it comes out in habitual like it just comes yeah. out like women's women's bodies are not working properly no that's just that's a lie it's a lie the body symptoms are the body working perfectly based on the programming that's going into the symptom which is something like i need to be punished i don't deserve to be here i don't love myself i can't love myself boom there's a symptom the symptom is working perfectly we change the underlying programming will change the symptom being expressed that's the first thing second thing is men absolutely get all the chronic illnesses as well chronic symptoms but so in a sociological perspective men are less likely to talk, men are less likely to, you know, this is like um, in terms of um, the reports, right? Who knows how valid the reports are. Um, That men are less likely to see their doctor and talk to their doctor and maybe less likely to need to be seen by the doctor. For women, in my experience anyway, the the authority figure... Mm -hmm. It was it was something I was like pulled towards, like yeah. tell me what's wrong with me. I'm right, like, right, give right. Me, give me the answer. <laughs> give me the diagnosis. Tell me what's going on. Yeah, There's and like need. make it like I'm yeah. gonna be real with you guys. There was part of me that hoped it was something awful, and I know, like hands up, and like I'm yeah. I don't speak bullshit. Like that's the god honest truth. And I was sat there waiting for the for him to tell me whatever. I was thinking like. And my reasoning was because I wanted to tell my mom. I've healed my relationship with my mom now. But at the time, I wanted to say, look what you did. You did to me. Yeah. Look On some level, you yeah. you know made me leave home and all of that and everything that happened. And now the doctors just told me. 
Like I was that I'm dying now, <laughs> hoping yeah. that I could go and I've got to go four months in rehab and I've got to do this, this, this. And so, so that she'd go, oh, my baby, my baby, like I'm here. But guess what happened? I didn't, I didn't get something deadly. I got something crying and invisible. And I told her and she was like, well, it doesn't sound that bad. And I was like, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> damn it. So what did I do? I manifested more, 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 more. And this yeah, is real. Yeah, yeah. Um, so back to men. So I get men messaging me and I have so much love for them. Men are healers, women are healers, right? And they ask me sometimes, why don't I work with men? I'm like, I will work with men. I work with everyone. It's just that something within me really got raging and angry because women were burned at the stake and called healers and then replaced with modern medicine. And then when that happened, only men could go to university, only men could be doctors, only men. So as I was healing and like understanding everything and I'm also, I love philosophy, I love exploring theology and I see the patriarchy in religion, the patriarchy in medicine, the patriarchy in everything. And I realized I think healing is a woman's movement. I think women, and I'm not talking about men and women, I'm talking about masculine and feminine energy. Okay. I think that the, fe the feminine energy is the healer. Mother Earth, it's mm. mother, it's feminine. Yeah. Um, the cosmos and the power and the, the ability to, de to destroy things is the masculine energy. And the feminine is the one who creates, gives birth to life. What's healing if it's not giving birth to life? Like healing literally is regenerating yourself. So within men is feminine energy. That that's that's. The I see what you're saying. So it's yeah, it's the it's the feminine energy even in a man. It's that feminine. Yes, feminine but absolutely, a man, a, a little boy who's been you know not able to express himself and had all kinds of things happen and he's internalized and he's maybe been bullied his whole life or anything that he's been going through, rocky relationships with his parents. Of course, his body will manifest in symptoms. But and um, some people. Some men, maybe, they're, let's talk about people in general. We have a life mission, right? We have a dharma, a soul purpose. And as a healer, our soul purpose has been to incarnate, to choose the kind of parents, to choose the kind of life we have in order to get the kinds of experiences that we draw in and manifest for our own healing so that we can become the healer. That's our soul mission. Jesus Christ. He's a good example. Mother Teresa, there's so many. They, they Part of their whole mission in being here was to help heal the planet. So they manifested the things they needed, the lessons they needed in order to up-level and, and keep going. But someone else, maybe their sole mission isn't to be a healer. So maybe mm -hmm. they will internalize and they will manifest symptoms that aren't to do with the body and health. They'll manifest, like we said, um, drug addictions, alcoholism, um, debt, um, issues in relationships, um, other kinds of things. Right. And um, they'll still, like the work, when you work with someone who's like, let's say a money mindset coach or a relationship coach or um, anything, the, the hilarious part in it all, if they're woke, is that it's the same healing. It's right. the same thing. Right. It's what your law of attraction, it's what you're ready for, it's what your uh, give energy you give out to the universe and that's what you get back. It's all the same thing. And so what I just said about being a born healer or like that's your sole mission, we're all healers. We're all yeah. intuits. We're all actually all on this path of healing. But some of us 
it's this lifetime in particular where they're going to step up and be that leader and lead others to healing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I hear what you're saying. I think you're so dead on. Um, so here's the other piece that's coming to me right now that I just want to say before I forget. Um, you know, a lot of, okay. So for example, in my own personal experience with my flares and what I've experienced with healing is what frustrates me and what I get so I get fed up with is, well, okay, here's one aspect. A lot of this stuff lies beneath my conscious awareness. I'm not consciously aware sometimes of the, the belief systems that I have that are creating these flares, right? But then they come and I get angry and I get frustrated and I feel I get down on myself and I feel all of these feelings of, you know, anxiousness and I need to fix this. I don't want this to come back again. You know, what do you say to, like, how do you fix something that is beneath the level of conscious awareness? If it's beneath the level of our conscious awareness, do we, do we just grin and bear it? Do we just deal with the symptoms when they come and not look at them as bad things? Or do we try to uncover so it becomes conscious so that they don't come back? I mean, what is, what's the path? What is the way to go? I mean, you seem to be someone who knows more about this than yeah. I do. So. Good. So yeah, beautiful. So first of all, the energy I'm hearing is like fixing energy. Like yeah. I got to fix this. So that's yeah. the first thing to drop really, because nothing's wrong. And we can have a big tantrum at that because we're like, no, something's wrong. But like, just have the tantrum, run and rage, hit something, go and do what you need to do, go and dance and come to find the peace in just nothing is wrong with me. And that might be your whole practice. That might take um, a lot of inner work to come to this place where you know you are so divine, so perfectly formed and nothing is wrong with you. And when I say it, there's a deeper meaning. It's like nothing is wrong with you in the sense that a baby born, nothing is wrong with that baby. The flower, nothing is wrong with that flower. Nothing is wrong with the sky, the sunset. Like all these things are divinely perfect exactly as they are. And that divinity is within you. Nothing is wrong with you. So I mean that in this deep, like, slap in the face like crying kind of way like nothing is wrong with me like that's an epiphany that once you get that you realize nothing is wrong with me your whole reality changes and then when you see all so these anti-wrinkle adverts and all this right. bullshit you're like i don't need that nothing is wrong with me so that's the first thing the second thing is when you are um a symptom comes up okay because I'm symptomatic. Symptoms come. I don't have chronic illness, but symptoms come. Come on, people. Like, to imagine that we can live in a world where, where we have no symptoms ever when we know that the food is a load of shit because they spray everything. We know that the air is polluted. We know that, we know that there's trauma everywhere. There's, there's, we're, we're continuously consuming so much crap that, of course, the body's just going to be like, ah. Also, we've got still wounds, right? Like I'm dealing with, like I'm healing some relationship stuff and how to be open and like let someone in. So of course, even if I don't have chronic illness anymore, then I could like get a little acid reflux. And I'm like, oh, so let's go with that example. So we don't have to go, what did I do? What did I eat? I ate something, I did something. And then we're like logging and we're like, because this is what the doctors tell us to do, like track, like yeah, figure journal, out what did journal. you do wrong. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, oh, I know what it was. I It's because I ate that goddamn garlic thing and like I'm so bad and I did this and I did this and now my body's punishing me. No, that's the same old story we've already talked about. We've got to chuck that story out. We've got to – so the one is nothing's wrong with me. That's the new story. The second one is um, 
my body doesn't punish me, right? There's no punishment happening. There's just... So when a symptom comes up, for example, so when something comes up, a symptom that we hate, um, it's not, we don't have to feel bad and feel like our body is punishing us, is what you're saying. It's not trying to punish us. We didn't do something to cause the symptom. Because sometimes I feel like, you know, for me, for example, I feel like sometimes symptoms come when I'm super stressed, either by somebody that what somebody said to me or, you know, something that happened to me or whatever. And I feel out of control. And then the symptom comes and I'm like, motherfucker, you know, I can't be around that that person anymore because this is what happens, you know? Yeah. Like feel the rage. Like, okay. Oh, for fuck's sake. Like right when I'm about to have a job interview, right when I'm about to go on a date, right when I'm about to do this thing, (laughs) symptoms. So first it's like rage it, feel it, hit it. uh, But then soothe self-soothe this is the practice we never learned as children how to self-soothe especially if parents kept coming every time we cried or like people kept trying to fix everything oh what's wrong don't cry don't cry so now we're learning how to reparent how to self-soothe so we're angry we've got a symptom and notice what you'll say you'll say this is so inconvenient why is this happening now why is this happening to me oh why is my body doing this so these are all old stories and when i say stories people get pissed sometimes but a story means what like you create your reality so if those are the stories you're telling yourself then that's the reality you live in where your body does it to you it's so inconvenient you'll say things like this always happens and guess what it will always happen and you'll just like keep getting stuck in the cycle where um it's just something happens you see it as inconvenient because you're not seeing the wisdom and divine timing in it all you're kind of you're looking down here you know you're looking down here when the wisdom's up here and you're like why is this happening why is my body doing this so all of these stories is just like catch yourself when you say you said something earlier like i unconsciously say things and i don't hear myself saying it or i don't see how i'm doing it but this is the our practice becoming aware of what we're talking about, becoming aware of what we're saying. So we catch it. I was my first coach. I coached myself before, of course, I coached other people. And I'd be like making breakfast, like, oh, this always happens. Um, you know, and then I'd go, why am I saying that? And I catch right. myself. Because that's what right. I do as a coach now. And my clients talk shit and make up stories about always this. It's so inconvenient. Anyway, the other thing I want to say before I forget is, The rage and anger that you feel when a symptom comes up, disappointment, Mm -hmm. how could I, I'm no Mm -hmm. good, all of that already exists within you. It's already within you. The symptom's just a shining light of like, hey, girl, like, I love you, but you need to look at some stuff. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Instead of punishing yourself and going into that, that story of like, you know, shame and, and, and anxiousness and fear. Oh, this is going to be forever. My life's going to be like, oh, what if they take out my eye now? Cause I keep having these infections or, and you go down that fear hole. It's instead of doing that, y- you look at it as like it, it with a loving lens. It's almost like, oh, yes, your body, body loves you. Your my body, body loves me. you. It's trying yes. to tell me something. It's, yes. speaking, it's trying to talk to me. Don't yes. be into it. Don't, yeah. I, don't. I was just about to get an ear infection a week or two ago because I wasn't listening to what I needed to listen to. And now I'm yeah. at a point where I am conscious, so I know. I know it. I call myself out. And, I, and, I, and it was all inflamed. Real, right? Real. Yeah, it was all real. inflamed. My massage yeah. therapist was like, oh, girl, you're going to get an ear infection. And I was like, right. 
fine. And I bit the bullet and I heard what I needed to hear. And there was a few different areas of my life. And I journaled and I did the work and I and it was painful stuff. And I didn't want to hear it. And I'd rather live in La La Land and pretend like, I don't want to hear this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a stingy truth. It was a truth that was like heartbreaking. And it was easier to just not hear it, not hear it. So I allowed myself to hear it. So yeah, we can put oils on it. We can do this. We can take a pill. We can take a big pharma thing. We can do acupuncture. We can do all the things. But if you don't do the inner work and you don't hear what needs to be heard, see what needs to be seen, if it's a costochondritis or something in your heart and you're not dealing with what that energy is trying to tell you, like something in your heart space, if it's in your knees and you're not dealing with the fact that you're being rigid or impatient or reluctant, or if it's in your feet and you're not dealing with the fact that you're not grounded and you don't stand on your own two feet and you're not self-sufficient and you're so off balance, if you're not dealing with the things that the symptoms are trying to show you and you just take a pill, take acupuncture, take whatever, it will just manifest later somewhere else or in the same place. Yeah, I, I, I feel strongly about how it, it travels. I feel like pain travels. So like, you know, for example, for me in my 20s, it was my eye from a surgery. And then I didn't really resolve it. And then it came back again in my 30s with the car accident. And it's like, when I hit 40, I was so scared. I was terrified. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm turning 40. Like every decade I get, you know, something else happens to me. And then it was just COVID. You know? Girl, I'm going to call you out. I have to call you out with all my love in the world. But you just said something else happens to me. It happens for you. Oh, see? See? You orchestrate it for yeah. you because you love yeah. yourself that much. Yeah. Oh, my God. I know. There's things to see. It's just, it's, it's, it's just unbelievable the layers that get stripped away as when you go down a healing path and when you're healing on those levels that we're talking about because you don't even realize how you speak. And yeah. You don't even like, just for example, what I said, something's going to happen to me. I'm a victim, something I'm, I'm out of control and powerless. The, you know, you don't even hear yourself speak sometimes. And it's just the language we use. Simple things like that can bring the unconscious or the stuff that lies beneath the surface of awareness to the surface to help us heal. So let me ask you this then, maybe on an ending note. Um, in terms of your path and where you're at now, um, Are, do you still have fear around chronic illnesses or benefit like flare-ups or things like do you still get the fear of like what's next or um will this be my life forever or will there be a time when I'm just nothing comes up and I'll be okay or do you even strive for that I don't know like what's your what's That's your beautiful. take now What's your take now that everything that you know at your age, which is insane, that you know that this at 20, what are you, 28? I mean, my God. But, you know, I it's mean, beautiful, you, beautiful, you, really beautiful question. Yeah. Where do you go? There's so much there? vulnerability. I want to thank you for your vulnerability there. Oh. It's, it's beautiful. Um, so I don't have any fear when a symptom comes up or a flare or... I don't know, I, I've been I've been working out a lot, I've been doing a lot of stuff, whatever. I've been pushing myself to go and like speak to men. I'm like, ah, like all this stuff, right? I'm doing stuff. And I'm like, ah, and then there's money stuff. And I'm in Bali. And what if my business doesn't succeed? What if I don't get enough clients? What if I'm gonna have to go back home? Like worst fear ever, back to the UK. <laughs> oh my god, I'd rather oh, I don't even want to think about it. So there's there's like there's fears that 
are not, it's not anxiety fear. And it's not so much fear that I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. It's not that fear. I feel like I'm, um, there's a lot of rage and like, I'm quite loud and expressive, but within all of that is this knowing, is this peace that I'm so guided. And I've let go of the illusion of time. Time is made up. So we like to think that first I do this and then I do this and then I do this and then the symptom comes up and that screwed everything and now I'm like off the timeline and where and I was supposed to launch my course in this time but now it's this. Let go of all of that because all of that's just matrix stuff. Like to find that peace and like I am safe at all times is to to learn how to flow with your life. So when a, a symptom comes, it's the same as like an unexpected bill suddenly like comes. Mm-hmm. You can freak out about it and be like, how am I gonna pay for this? Why did this happen? If you really think about it, it's the same thing. It's right. just a different form because mm-hmm. energy can't be created or destroyed, right? It changes form. So whatever is within us, the fear within us is just coming out as a symptom, maybe a physical symptom or something in life. And so when something happens, I think maybe there's just a habitual tiny moment of like, Ugh! like, oh my God, a tumor, like, like, a little, <laughs> like, but just for a second, just for a second of like, um, because we're so deeply, deeply programmed that something is wrong with you. You got to see a doctor, right? And yeah. so if I, uh, if a friend tells me she thinks she's got an fe- infection or maybe parasites or something. There is something within me that's like, oh, girl, maybe you should like see someone. But then that very quickly, that very quickly just fades away because I remember we are sovereign. We are the original healers. No one heals me but myself. And so, but there's a dance in asking for help, receiving help from the medical communities and being totally sovereign and knowing that you're safe at all times. Like, with the list of things I was, I was going on about with like, nothing's wrong with us. Um, what's the other one? The body doesn't attack us. Biggest lie ever told. Autoimmune, the body attacking you. No, it's a lie. It's a marketing scheme. It's a marketing scheme. And then the last, what did I just say now? Oh, that you're safe it. at all times. Yes. So the idea that you are not safe is a marketing scheme. You're not safe. So you need to buy these things. You're not safe. So you need to take big pharma medicine. You're not safe. So you need to, right? All, yeah. It's all the same marketing. Yeah. And when mm-hmm. we start to shift our consciousness to big pharma is a business. Healthcare industry is a business. It's a multi-billion dollar business. It's successful and it needs customers. It, it doesn't need healers. If it has healers, then they're going to not have a business model a business. anymore. Yeah. You've got to see it as a business model. And it extends beyond it. School is part of that because school trains us to sit down, mm-hmm. shut up, do the test. Be um, disciplined. You get detention. Like, what sort of society do we live in that we put a kid in a room in isolation? My school used to put kids in isolation. It's like prison. It's it's just it, it, wow. And yeah. so we're programmed the whole time to to just head down, cog in the machine, as Mark says. Um, it's a it's a very intelligent business model. It's perfect. It's wonderful. But then we wake up to it. We realize that we're safe. Our body never. Um, doesn't function properly, it functions perfectly. Symptoms are healing responses. Symptoms are you already healing. You're already healing. I had someone with MS come to my DM and say, she's not sure what she's doing wrong. So there's the first one. I'm doing something wrong because I'm, I'm not healing yet. And 
you know, it's, it's bad MS, right? It's bad. So, so much compassion and love for her. And I said to her, well, first of all, you know, you're already healing. You're already healing. You've been healing since you were flying around and you chose your mother's womb to come in. Like you're already healing. You've been healing this whole time. You've been healing your mother's traumas, your grandmother's traumas, the women who are all burned at the stake and called witches. You're still healing all of that. Stuff from forever ago. Maybe stuff from like the beginning of time. It's still, and also I just had another um, list thing. Genetic stuff, that's also all lies. It's not genetic. If anyone says it's genetic, it's just more marketing. Oh, really? It's genetic, well, so you can't change it. It's genetic, so it's real. It's genetic, so you can't heal it. No. Oh, really? Oh, that's a whole other conversation. Let me ask you this though. Um, so when you okay, so when you have like in your life, when you have a flare come up or you have something come up that just puts you in that feeling of well, I should just forget it then I'm just going to stay home. I'm not going to go on that date or I'm not going to go to that show or I'm not going to, I can't do that now because I'm bloated and, or whatever it is, or I'm having an ear infection or I'm getting a migraine. What do you do where, what do you do now different than you used to mm, do? I love that. So question. do you, do you used to probably stay home and not go out and avoid and avoid and just use the symptom as a way to shut down and not engage with the world. Do you still do it's a, it's a dance, isn't it? Because if you really do feel like shit, you don't really want to go out, right? I mean, you right. don't. You want to stay home in bed and watch Netflix. Yeah, but and do it. Love yourself through it. So here's the thing. It's like, sometimes a symptom comes up for me. So now, talking now. And now, I only have love from my body. I think my body is fucking incredible. And I'm like, so let's say I wake up and my shoulders are just like, stuck here and I'm super flexible because I do yoga and all the things. My shoulders are stuck here. I'm like, okay. And like, the first thing I do is smile, which is not like me because 10 years ago or five years ago with chronic sickness, it would be default. Oh, oh my God, disappointment. And notice which one of your parents does that mirror. Are you being mm. your dad right now? Are you being your mom right now? Are you being someone else yelling mm. at yourself, berating yourself? You're no good. You're no good. You're no good. Just notice like, oh, I'm just copying a parent of mine right so right. then so now i'm like i see it and i'm like <laughs> and i'm like what a babe like okay so let's say i wasn't gonna do something i was gonna go to a concert whatever i was gonna do and i'm like so i mean in that example i'll just be real with myself do i want to go do i mm -hmm. actually want to go right or is there fear there because then right. we can be like um like, but you can't actually want to go and there's fear to go, right? You can actually yeah, want to go to the concert, but there's fear because, you know what I mean? It can be fear because you'll be seen, fear because also we're so, we're intuitive, but sometimes we don't know what the intuition is. And maybe going to that thing. So for me, a recent one is acro yoga. Acro yoga is like just a fun acrobatic thing. And for some people, there's no wisdom, there's no nothing here. But for me, the fact that I was resisting going, the fact that I kept manifesting a symptom on the exact time that the class was on, I was like, there's something here. That means I need to go because I feel like I'm being drawn, but I'm pushing back. And I'm being drawn and I wanna try it and I wanna make new friends, but I'm also like pushing back. And for me, whenever I have this relationship with anything, it's because I'm at the fork in the road where my life is going to change in some way even if it just changes because i make a new best friend but that's a change in life because i'm going to have a new friend to hang out with and do things with and then that's going to lead me somewhere else and that's going to lead me somewhere else. these forks in the road millions of them every day you have millions of them when you choose this or when you choose that 
And a choice to go somewhere, do something, um, might be the choice of burn the old story, step out of the old pattern, and up-level your life. And then you're like, I'm not ready yet. And yeah. You stay and if you yeah. decide that, and sometimes it's okay I do, too. It's I okay cancelled a date yesterday, and I left <laughs> myself for it. And I said, you know what? You didn't feel you didn't. You're still a bit. You're still you're still wounded, and that's okay. It's okay. Right. Like. Um, there's no you know, rush. I tell there's my no clients rest. all the time, just yeah. like, if you do decide to not go for it, I'm going to celebrate you. If you go for it, symptom and all, or if you say, I'm going to be real with myself, I'm still a little scared. I'm still a little unsure. And I've manifested a symptom to show that. And I love myself and I'm going to take the day off work. I'm going to not do the thing. I'm going to whatever. Because the whole pushing and striving like a martyr, that's not the answer. So right. I'm never saying just strive ahead and just do the just thing. go for it. If you're not just ready, you're do not ready. It. Yeah. But you have to be discerning because there's moments where I can do that because I, I can see my own bullshit. When you can see it and you can be like with love, with tough love, with deep love, I'm going to pull myself to the thing because I'm just stuck in a silly pattern of symptoms and it's yeah. like you you need that rage because the rage is what gets you to say I'm fed up with this I'm not doing this anymore like this is a joke yeah. and that's what I did and I went to like acro or I went to uh, do something else or I made my freaking bumble profile dating app thing even though all of me was like oh don't do it don't do it rejection <laughs> abandonment oh people not understanding you people you know confronting you people not agreeing with your beliefs people like trying to change you ah run run but <laughs> i did it so sometimes you have to just do it but you'd be yeah. discerning yeah i hear you oh man sarah <laughs> love you i just love you oh I think we'll do this more often. We shall will, we? we will, we will. There's so much to talk about in a way. You can't do it all in one go anyway. And I don't even know if we're still Yeah, I'd on. be happy on my Instagram to like go live with you whenever and save it on 100%. mine if you want to keep yours. Because I know yours isn't going to be with all your guests and stuff. Whatever, we can do whatever. We talk. We can just talk on the phone, just the two of us. <laughs> yeah. But I would love to have another collab with you. You're amazing, you're brilliant. And the fact that, like I said before, that you have come to this point at like so young is really truly remarkable so i'm honored you to have you as my first collab and um thank you for being um a mirror and what you see in me is within you thank you for reaching out to me and the way that we were just like you're my sister like yeah we just, you you we, we don't need to be pretend polite or like oh i don't want to seem too eager i don't want to seem too like fuck that right that's <laughs> when i was like I haven't heard back from you. I'm just curious. Oh yeah, like, you what, did. What is it, was it something I said? Okay, that's me being like the like me worrying that I've done something wrong, which is one of my things that I do. Is like, what did I screw up? What did I do wrong? How did I make them? You know, that's and and you were just what like, I was just I was just sleeping, honey. It was, it was nighttime for me. I'm in Bali. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> right, I know, and that's why. Just anyone listening, if you get invited to do something like. You know, Lauren invited me on her live. And just, there's something to learn here. There's something. And whether I'm going to learn it, she's going to learn it, or listeners are going to learn it. When you go to something and you're like, you might not learn it for until three months later, but like it's all orchestrating for you. That's why I'm so happy. It's like, 
This is the movie. You are the projector. You create everything. It's just training. It's Mario. It's level one, level two. You know, get the mushroom, keep going. Like, you are doing all of this. You're exactly where you need to be. You're exactly on track. You are healing. You're already healing. You're already a healer. And the symptoms are for you. Yes. Beautiful. We'll leave it on on a high note. We'll leave it on a high note. I love you. Talk to you soon. Bye, love. Bye.